So Passover is almost here. Passover has been celebrated for thousands of years and has been kept throughout Judaism and even Christianity for a very long time, but what is Passover all about? Well, it tells a story of how God delivered Israel from under the yoke of oppression in Egypt and how he brought them into the Promised Land. And what's amazing about this story of redemption and deliverance, being brought out from slavery to freedom, from death to life, from darkness to light, is we have a greater fulfillment in Yeshua, who also celebrated Passover with his disciples before he was sacrificed as our perfect Passover lamb. And he says to his disciples, do this in remembrance of me. Yes, it's, it's amazing when he said in Matthew 5, 17, don't think I came to abolish the Torah or the prophets. I came to Pleru to fulfill it up. And it's this Passover is that. It's been celebrated in remembrance as the Torah instructs us, in remembrance of what God, of God's deliverance from Egypt for the Israelites. And then at that, that, that night, he says, well, do this in remembrance of me and he's not simply talking about just communion or he's talking about this that they were doing do this in celebration of me and in that act everyone sits back and they're like what because it's been always been about Egypt and now he says I'm filling this up and I'm making this about me because it's the same thing it's him bringing us out of Egypt God bringing us Yeshua bringing us out of Egypt, bondage, slavery. Right. And with that, we see that at, at the time of Yeshua being put in the grave, all these things transpiring, it lines up perfectly to the hour with the Passover, with the festival of unleavened bread that follows it, the seven day feast, and everything else. And, and he fulfills it to the dot where yes. we see him at Passover in that event and then we see him put in the grave of unleavened bread raised on the feast of first fruits and 50 days later at the festival of Shavuot he, um, we have the Holy Spirit poured out where Yeshua said I'm going but it's good that I go because I'm sending a Ruach HaKodesh a Holy yes. Spirit to, for you and so in this video, we want to just share a little bit about Passover, especially for, we want to really share the basics around it, especially for those who are new um, to this feast. Um, you know, Passover is a little different from, from Easter in that Easter has some origins that we, we're not really fond of in that we have um, the Easter bunny with the eggs. We've mm -hmm. got all these things which are just not found in Scripture mm -hmm. at all. It's just not, it's, and it's got pagan origins. And so, but the Father is calling His bride back to celebrating the original festivals right. laid out in the Torah. He's calling us to keep His appointed times. As it says in Leviticus 23, He says, These are my appointed mm -hmm. times. Cool. And so just to start off from the beginning, we read in Genesis 1 a really interesting passage where God creates the stars and the heavens and everything else. And then we read the following. God said, let light come to be in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And when we look at that word seasons, it's not just winter, fall, spring, summer, etc. It's actually the word moedim, which means appointed times. It could also mean a festival, a, a assembly, a congregation, a place of meeting, a signal. And it's really, this is what it is. So these lights in the sky, this, these expanses in the heavens, it's, it's signals that God gives us, appointed times that God gives us to meet with Him. And it's amazing because 
God set these times aside. He, mm-hmm. he appointed them. And so that means He's showing up for them. And that means that He's showing up for them regardless of whether others are going to show up, whether His mm-hmm. bride. So God is, we're in a place right now where God has been showing up and now He's calling His bride to show up too. Right. He's saying, will you be here to meet with me? For I want to meet with you, my bride. Will you be there? Right, exactly. And so one of the big misconceptions we have around just the festivals of God in general is mm-hmm. that these are Jewish festivals. You know, Passover, um, Shavuot, uh, well, uh, uh, Sukkot, uh, Day of Atonement, etc. That these are all, you know, they're Jewish mm-hmm. feasts. They're, you know, we don't, PD, what are you talking about? We don't need to keep these things. Right. Um, we're free from that or, you know, whatever the case is. But, but you know, the Father actually says in, in Leviticus 23, we read verse 1, And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to children of Israel and say to them, the appointed times of Yahweh, which you are to proclaim as set apart gatherings, my appointed times, my Moedim are these. So those things that he talked about in Genesis, he says he's putting, he's making creation revolve around these things. He's saying these things are actually mine. Right. So how the feast goes is we've got on the 10th day, according to Exodus 12, we on the, we, on the 10th day of the first month, the, we have the, the lamb that is, that is selected as well as inspected. And then on the 14th day, we have the slaying of the lamb. We then have the festival of Feast of Unleavened Bread following that, which is the seven-day feast with a high Sabbath on the first as well as the seventh day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, it's amazing because, as we, as I mentioned earlier, this is very much in parallel with Yeshua's walk and His crucifixion and everything, where we have Yeshua first selected. We have Him inspected by the high priest where He is being interrogated. He's being you know, they're looking, they're searching and looking for, they're poking holes in him. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing if there is of a fault. But they, they find that there's no place. He's, he's perfect. There's nothing to be an accusation made against. Mm-hmm. Um, we then have them, him put in the grave, you know, crucified on Passover, put in the grave on the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And it's amazing because we actually read in Scripture of how they had to take Him down mm-hmm. before the start of the High Sabbath. And that High Sabbath was the beginning of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Mm-hmm. So because it was the High Sabbath on the first day of Unleavened Bread, they had to take Him off the cross. And it's so amazing because all of this is being ordained by the Father in this moment in time. And so He's taken uh, off the cross and put in the grave on the first day of unleavened bread mm-hmm. as the entire, the, the whole of Israel is actually busy celebrating the Feast of Unleavened Bread. What the festival entails is removing the leaven from, the, from our homes. So the Father instructs us in Exodus 12 that where we should take, remove all leaven from our midst. And leaven represents sin. It represents, um, we will read a little bit about that in a moment, but the leaven, we, we hear about Yeshua talking about the leaven of the Pharisees and so on. And, and so with that, um, it's amazing because we have the whole of Israel removing the leaven from their homes while Yeshua is being put in the grave. And it's amazing because even those who put Him in the grave is busy removing the leaven from their homes. And it's, it's just an incredible demonstration of the Father's mercy and grace of, of having a picture of His grace even for those who actually put Him on the cross in the first place. And so, 
as they're removing the leaven from their homes, uh, we have that, it's a seven-day period of that where there's no leaven being eaten, no leaven in the homes. And leaven is really um, yeast and, and, and that, that puffed upness, which you can maybe talk about right. in the moment. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, that happens for seven days. And then on the seventh day, we've got another high Sabbath, the day of no work, a day of rest. And I think it's important to just note, you know, uh, uh, we have the weekly Sabbath, which is, you know, every week on the seventh day on Shabbat, we have that Sabbath. This Sabbath is different. This high Sabbath can fall in the midst of the week anytime, depending on how it happens. And uh, and so that's why it's called a high Sabbath. All right. So then you'll, you'll have more than one Sabbath in a week because then you have the high Sabbath as well as the weekly Sabbaths. So in the story of Passover, God tells you know, Israel to prepare to leave out of Egypt, and he tells them to make unleavened bread because they're leaving in haste. As Petey was mentioning, leaven represents sin. And so in the same aspect, even though on the physical level, God was telling Israel to make unleavened bread because they're leaving Egypt in haste and to be prepared for that. As Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 5, 8, let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread, of sincerity and truth. And Paul is speaking about Passover as they're cleansing out the leaven, the physical leaven from their homes, as God called Israel to do, to cleanse out all the leaven from your homes and only eat unleavened bread. This is also symbolic of the spiritual because everything of the spiritual is also present in the physical as well. We are to cleanse our lives of leaven, which as Yeshua even said, the leaven of the Pharisees. And as Paul explains here, in the same way as leaven represents sin, we are not to take any of the old sin from our old past lives, our old past selves, or as Petey mentioned, into our new creation in Messiah. We're to leave it behind and to be unleavened, even as Yeshua is unleavened. So this time of Passover, it's important that we ask the Father to reveal what is leaven in our lives, what is sin, that it can be purged and we can be cleansed and we can be unleavened. We can walk in that, that holiness and set-apartness that we are called to do for this Passover, this celebration. Right, and, and I can just testify like from my side as well. You know, when I started keeping this festival for the first time, um, it's quite an uh, adaption because it's like you're... Um, you're, you're, you're putting out all the leaven, you're abstaining from leaven for seven days, and, that, and it doesn't sound that bad maybe initially, but it's quite like an, if you're eating bread, I mean, that means no, like, you're not going to have the normal bread you have, you're going to have matzahs, you're going to have like, you know, almost like crackers, and yeah. and it's a total change of diet for a week mm-hmm. for most people, and in that, every time that you eat, you know, the, the matzahs, it's that, that, that reminder of, mm-hmm. you know, all that leaven, all the sin, I'm, I'm removing and it's that whole it's a sanctification process you see many times in Christianity it's been a thing of you know we repent once I gave my life I gave my heart to Jesus and now that's that but this feast because it's cyclical it's part of God's way to show us and teach us that it's we, we he calls us to a lifestyle of continuous mm-hmm. repentance where yes. so now again we're going to sit down and we're going to be like okay, so where do I have leaven in my life where has right. the enemy crept in what is there in my past because we're continuously striving and running to walk more like our Messiah right. and so that's why I would really I would love for you to you know try and start keeping this face if you've never kept it before mm-hmm. Even if it's in a small ways, to just start, and you're, you're going to see it's going to change you because mm-hmm. you're going to be like, "Whoa, Father, is this leaven and all this stuff?" And it's this. You're going to pray, and you're going to continuously be reminded to purge the leaven from your midst. Yes, 
And it's powerful, it's life-changing as well, as you seek the Father just to reveal any hidden areas of sin. Because even in the mm. Passover, as you prepare for the Passover, it's traditional to, you know, you search your house for any physical right. leaven, right. bread items, anything that has that leavening agent to, to get rid of it out of your house. Mm. And in that spiritual sense as well, to ask the Father to reveal in your own temple, in our own house, where there is any leaven or any sin, even if it's something you never would have thought about, just to reveal right. it to you so that you can repent and he can forgive mm, you mm. and you can walk in that holiness. Can you maybe share a little bit about like, I, I guess for, for many people, like what is leaven really? So leaven in the physical sense, it's a leavening agent, anything that makes your, your bread rise. So it's yeast. Um, mm. And of course the spiritual mm. sense being same way. It's the spiritual, right. it, it puffs you up. Mm. So mm. pride, arrogance, but any type of sin is right. leaven. Right, and that's I think especially important for many and just, you know, practically speaking in the Torah movement or so, many people who love studying the scriptures, because, I mean, the Pharisees studied the scriptures really well. You know, they spend hours upon hours doing that. Yet, you sh we hear about the leaven of the Pharisees. We hear about the puffed-upness of the Pharisees, where the Pharisees were filled with, with that pride, where knowledge puffed up and there was no application. And there was, you know, they celebrated the festival, but they didn't celebrate it. They celebrated it in works and in the physical, maybe, but they didn't celebrate it in the internal, in their hearts. Because this, guys, we need to understand that, you know, we as humans, we oftentimes get caught up so easily on the physical things, merely. And yes, God did give us physical things to teach us about the spiritual matters, but don't lose sight of the spiritual matters, where everything that is we do, like cleansing our homes from leaven we need to actually cleanse our hearts from leaven we actually need to cleanse our lives and be seriously sit down and, and, and come in repentance with um, with the Father and communion mm. to 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 cleanse it from cleanse ourselves from that leaven mm. so Christina has been she knows a lot about Passover they've been celebrating it for how many years now ever since I was about seven years old seven years old so like they've been doing it for a long time and I'd love to for her to just share a little bit about um, kind of just how like the Passover Seders you guys mm -hmm. have been doing and you know it's just maybe some of the basics in terms of the mm -hmm. the, the symbolism and things because we, we need to understand Yeshua was was he was he was celebrating Passover he mm -hmm. was doing these things year on year he was growing up mm -hmm. keeping the instructions of his father he instructed his disciples to do it as well because he didn't come to abolish his father's instructions. Mm -hmm. And that means that, that there's, there's beautiful traditions that Yeshua was even exposed and involved mm -hmm. in that only uplifted the, 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 the father's, um, the symbolic things of pointed to the father's um, instructions as well as to himself. So, you know, you know many times we... When we say tradition, we're afraid because, of course, we need to be wary because traditions can, can like the, many Phar the Pharisees, fell into tradition and it departed them from the, they nullified the commandments of God by their tradition. And we don't want that. But traditions can also be very good. And very many traditions are also biblical, you know. So, I mean, when they were sitting at that Passover Seder, when Yeshua was celebrating that year on year with his family growing up, etc., that there were traditions there, right? And so I'd love for her to just share a little bit about those things. Can you maybe go about just over the table and a few things around that? Mm. Right. So in Passover, um, what you'll have is a Passover Seder. And what Seder does 
is it goes through the story of the Passover and Exodus and also everything that relates to how God delivered Israel mm. from Egypt. And you'll have certain symbolic things on your Passover Seder, at your Passover Seder, on the table, on your Seder plate. Um, certain things that are mentioned in Exodus, such as matzah, which is your unleavened bread, your maror, which is your bitter herbs, your cheroset, which is an apple-honey nut mixture that represents um, the sweetness, but yet also the bitterness of slavery as it represents the mortar that mm-hmm. Israel had to create in their a time of slavery. But each of these um, portions of the Seder all points back to the story that how God delivered Israel from Egypt, and there's a lot of beauty and depth there. And also, as believers in Yeshua, we can see the greater depth, how it all points to Yeshua as well, mm. and how he fulfilled each aspect of these, and he brings to greater fullness. Mm. Can you maybe share like some of the main ones, the most important ones, if you can? So the main ones are, like I mentioned, the matzah on your uh, Seder table. You'll have your matzah, your unleavened bread. You'll have your bitter herbs. You'll have your cheroset. Um, you'll also have horseradish, which is your bitter herbs. And you'll have your karpas, which is parsley. In the Seder, you'll follow a Haggadah. A Haggadah basically explains every single portion of what's on your Seder plate and explains the story of Passover in a detailed way that points out the symbolism, the spiritual symbolism as well. And if you find anything, you can find Haggadahs online. Um, you can get them on the store. But anyway, so what you'll do in a Passover Seder, you'll follow along this Haggadah and it will explain each aspect of the story as you read along and each um, important aspect of what's on the Seder plate. And also, if you find a Messianic Haggadah, it'll point you to Yeshua in each aspect. So the matzah, it's unleavened, as we spoke about. It's without this leavening, this leavening agent. And as Paul mentioned, leaven being sin. Well, we know Yeshua was without sin. In Isaiah 53, just like the matzah, if you see a picture of matzah, it has markings on it. It has bruisings. It's, you know, it's marked, has holes in it. Isaiah 53 says, you know, he was bruised for our transgressions. He was wounded for our iniquities. And the chastisement of his peace was upon us. And by his stripes, we are healed. So even in that matzah, we see Yeshua, who is our unleavened bread, who is without sin, without fault. And so that's one important aspect of the Passover Seder. Another aspect is the maror, the bitter herbs, which is mentioned in Exodus. And that represents the bitterness of slavery of Israel in Egypt under Pharaoh. And so when you eat of it, it's supposed to bring tears to your eyes as you remember and remember where they were in that oppressive environment. But yet also in Yeshua, we can remember when he delivered us out of our Egypt, out of slavery from sin and death, the tears that as we come to just a mind where we came from, but how far we've come through Yeshua, through his grace and through his sacrifice as our Passover lamb. And then the cheroset, which is the apple honey mixture, even though it represents the mortar that Israel used to make the bricks in their time of slavery, yet it is sweet because we look forward to the hope, that future hope that God was bringing to Israel in that redemption, that coming delivery, a deliverance to the promised land, which we have in Yeshua, who is our deliverer and our redeemer mm. in this. Mm. And there's other aspects of the Seder as well. Um, on the Seder plate, like I mentioned, the parsley. Um, there's the abetza, which is Hebrew for egg, which is a recent addition to the Seder plate. Um, and there's more information on each of these as you go through your Haggadah mm. to see the symbolism there. And But the ones that are actually mentioned in Exodus are the bitter herbs, the charaset, the matzah, matzah, and also the cups of wine the, um, that you'll be drinking, which represent the four promises mm. that God gave to Israel. Right. And these four cups of wine are called the cup of sanctification, the cup of deliverance, the cup of redemption, and the cup of praise. 
And it's interesting is that as Yeshua celebrated the Passover Seder with his disciples, he partook in each of these things as well. And it was in Luke 22 where he partook of this cup of sanctification. And he calls us, because he calls us to be holy and to be set apart as he is and to walk as he walked. And like he said, to do this in remembrance of him. And as he said, this is my blood. And later when he broke the matzah, this is my body, take and eat. And it's amazing because, and you know, I think not only in this, but in, throughout the Torah, if you've ever, you know, read your Old Testament or your Torah, you know, the it's we're we're continuously looking for that picture of Yeshua in there, mm -hmm. because it's all about Him. Everything mm -hmm. is about Him. Just like we say in the beginning, when He, when they were at that thing at that meal, and you know, Yeshua is like, you know, do this in remembrance of me. Mm -hmm. This is about me. It's about and so everything, you know, what we do and all of these things, we're continuously going to be looking for that. How does this connect to him? You know, mm -hmm. because Egypt, them, them coming out of Egypt, um, them coming through the sea, all the deliverance, everything, it all mm -hmm. points to him bringing us out of Egypt, delivering us through our oceans in life, right. um, God splitting the sea for us, us trusting him, but also God leading us into places that are hard, you know, mm -hmm. but he's got a plan. He's got a, he knows what he's doing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and all of this, you know, Come, them leaving in haste, you know, in the same way, and the Passover lamb being eaten in haste. So we read um, in the Exodus how Father mm -hmm. instructs us to have our loins girded, sandals on our feet, and to eat this this meal in haste. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the same way where Yeshua, He is our Passover lamb. He is the one who was who was sacrificed for us, and and how we are to partake of Him in haste. It's not. You know, it's not, we don't have a little bit of him and then tomorrow we'll have a little bit more of him. And then, you know, it's not that little, little, little bit. God, Yeshua said on his, with, with his ministry on earth, he said, you know, it's all or nothing, gather or scatter kind of thing. He's like, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to follow me, you need to pick up your cross with everything you have. There's no halfway walk here. You know, with the rich man, there's no halfway. You, you sell everything, you follow me or you don't at all, you know. Mm -hmm. In the same way, when we part, so when we partake in this Passover in haste, it's like we are partaking in Him in haste. Everything we do is in, with passion, with the, everything we have, and we don't save Him for tomorrow. We don't, oh, you know, I have the rest of Him for tomorrow. I'll, I'll follow Him more tomorrow. No, God says today you follow me, and this is, and this is, I think, really what the Father wants to say even here today is to you is, you know today lay all that stuff down you know mm. I think many of you guys you've been laying down a little bit of him a little bit for him I mean and and but God is saying you know no more of that it's time to really lay down everything today put your foot down get on your knees get on your face and even if your heart feels like I don't know if I can it's that positioning that action of faith that God will give you the, by his Holy mm. Spirit the, the enablement and the obedience to do it because obedience and faith it comes from him but it comes from our heart poured out to him first so cool guys we just wanted to share a little bit about that with you about passover um, i'm going to release another video on this later in about a week or so and uh yeah may god bless you and keep you have an amazing pesach passover season and uh feast of unleavened bread as well and let us cleanse the leaven from our midst let us walk more as he walked every day let's let's strive to be obedient and and let's strive to be perfect as he was perfect and slain for us yes right may god bless you and keep you have an amazing day blessings and shalom cool.